Hello, and podcast, the show bringing you all the latest Disney news. I'm your host, Lauren Arnold. And I'm your co-host, Hallie Garrett. And we are pleased to bring you the Enchanted Podcast from home. <laughs> Woohoo! We're back. <laughs> we are back after a long, about two months it's been. Yeah, about two months. We've been away from SCAD and we're back home. So we couldn't record, especially with all the craziness going on, but we figured out a way to start recording again. Yes. So we hope that all of our listeners are doing well during this crazy time. And we are here to just spread some more Disney magic into your home. So please enjoy this episode of the Enchanted Podcast. So today we're going to talk about Fantasyland. And we're kind of going to talk about both Walt Disney World and Disneyland because that's what we did when we talked about Adventureland. So, um, Hallie, do you want to start off? All right, sure. We started breaking it down kind of similarly to what we did with Adventureland since we're going through the lands of the Magic Kingdom and we've put it into attractions, restaurants, or dining, and entertainment. So why don't we start off with attractions? Yeah, so... Actually, talking about Walt Disney World, um, one of my, I'm going to start off with a favorite of mine, which mm-hmm. is Mickey's Fill Our Magic. Oh, it, really? I think it's just classic. Now, there's a funny story. It is. I was terrified of Mickey's Fill Our Magic as a kid. <laughs> um, did not like 3D or 4D things at all. Um, oh, trust me. Fill Our Magic was a breeze compared to A Bug's Life. <laughs> yeah, bug's life is I, terrifying I will say I have never done Bug's Life for that specific reason <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually went to Walt Disney World about last time I was there was like two years ago like we said before coronavirus hit I was supposed to be there spring break and the day I was supposed to go they closed the park so still haven't experienced Galaxy's Edge so we'll get to that another time okay. but when the last time I was there, um, I was actually taking my friend around because she had barely done any of the classic attractions because whenever she's there, she always ends up doing what the kids want to do. So they never did Mickey's Fuller Magic. I don't know why, but um, I, I think they're a kitty. Yeah, I think I think literally anyone of any age could go into Mickey's Fuller Magic mm-hmm. and have an amazing time i agree Um, so that's one of my favorites it's you know you join mickey and his friends for anyone who doesn't know and a bunch of other cool characters and it's it's very immersive but it's very just entertaining you can just sit back and watch and laugh and it's it's a great time and my other the other one i had on my list that's not necessarily a favorite of mine but is there <laughs> it's, it's a small world <laughs> it's a small world it's just like a classic you know there's ones that oh yeah you might think oh it's kind of annoying but you kind of gotta love it because it's an original like way back when and it's still around pretty impressive stuff which is why uh Peter Pan's flight is one of my favorites not only is it a classic I just love it I think it's so magical even though it's like has some of the most simplest ride elements to it and the Peter Pan's flight queue that they recently redid a few years back is phenomenal and really just adds to the overall experience yeah I agree Peter Pan's flight is amazing and the Imagineers at Walt Disney World did such a great job with that queue because it's oh yeah again it's it's so immersive and all of the guests walking through the attraction actually get to feel like they're walking through um, the Darling House, which is really, really adorable. And it's so smart because that ride will always have a long wait time, almost always. (laughs) So putting a good queue in is vital. Yes. (laughs) And we also have uh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is also in Fantasyland. 
And that's a cute one. I, I really enjoy Winnie the Pooh. It um, used to scare me as a kid because my brother and I did not like the heffalump. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's very cute now. And it, kind of similar to Peter Pan's Flight, when they redid a lot of uh, Fantasyland a while back, they had to move it, I believe. And they redid the queue and whatnot. And I never really explored it because usually if I go on that, I can just like walk through the line really quickly. It's not a big deal. But I played in it last time and it was actually really cute. You had, uh, there's like honey that you can move around on a screen to try and find hidden characters. You can jump around on the ground and like little gophers will come out. It's really fun for the kids. That's so cool. I haven't been on it in a while because, um, you know, every time I go, the line is just so long and there are it's, a whole bunch of other things. It can get surprisingly I... long. What was that? I said it can get surprisingly long. Yeah, yeah. And another actually fun one that's not far from Winnie the Pooh is the Mad Tea Party. And that is one of my favorites. You can never go um, wrong with the Mad Tea Party. Nope. <laughs> it, it's a great time uh you know if you have motion sickness we get that <laughs> um, might not be your best attraction to go on but uh mad tea party is really really fun and i am still waiting to experience it at disneyland because i never got on and it's it's just different at disneyland i mean we'll i know i haven't but- I haven't been to Disneyland, but yeah, definitely if I do go there and I'm planning to at some point in my life, Mad Tea Party is on my list because like the one in Disney World is great. It's magical, but the one in Disneyland just looks even better. Yeah. And it's all outside and it's just very pleasing just to look at. Oh, (laughs) definitely. Very, very different from our Walt Disney World one that we have here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And... So oh, go ahead. You... <laughs> I said, so I don't know if you did this, but I kind of broke down attractions into like three different parts for Disney World because of all the expansions they did a while back. So, because uh, Fantasyland used to be only 10 acres large, but then... I can't remember what date, what year it was, but they got rid of Toontown and they doubled the size of Fantasyland to 21 acres, which is a massive expansion, like huge. And so now I kind of feel like there are three different places in it. There's kind of like the original, the hub, right when you get, get through the castle. And then there's new Fantasyland, which I consider to be like, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, and then all the way in the back, Storybook Circus with Dumbo, Barnstormer, and Casey Jr.'s Splash and Soak Station. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah? Like, okay. <laughs> sometimes I, and this was when I was, you know, gathering research on all this stuff for this episode, I just was, was thinking, you know, we know Fantasyland, and we're so used to it being this huge thing now, but when you really step back and look at it, you're like, wait a second, there's like two whole other parts that have been added. Yeah. It doesn't, it, you don't really think about it at first, but yeah, it is, it's huge. Fantasyland it's and really giant has just grown. Um, and I actually really enjoy New Fantasyland area because it's just I feel like the storytelling of Fantasyland is pushed even further in New Fantasyland like you really feel like you are at Beast Castle or that you're really at Prince Eric's Castle um and that just I don't know it's (laughs) it just really makes you feel like you're a part of it and that's something that you don't really get when you're in the original area of Fantasyland because there's just certain rides. I you know? agree. Like you're in the world. So. I feel like it's because they all have that very similar facade 
like the German looking like old castle and then you go into them and that's where you get the immersive experience. That little lane with Small World right across the street from Peter Pan, you wouldn't really know unless you actually saw the sign and went inside and you're like, wow, this is really cool. But once you go deeper into New Fantasyland, there's a giant mountain <laughs> for uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And then if you keep going, yeah, you're going to see the Beast's Castle and Prince Eric's Castle, which is remarkable. That They just like went above and beyond to make sure that you knew like you are here. You are inside of this story, even before you go on to the attraction or go into the dining experience. Well, speaking of that in New Fantasyland, should we talk about attractions in New Fantasyland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one of my... Fa- I'm going to count this as attractions. It could either fall attractions or entertainment, the way that you take it. I consider it an attraction, but that is Enchanted Tales with Belle. I it's so cute. I I went in with my mom, like, <laughs> I'm not, like, seven years old or, like, eight years old. Like, I went in because I wanted to see it, and it was great. Um, it was so cute to just watch all the little kids dance with Belle and tell the story, and everyone gets to play a part, so they pick someone to play Mrs. Potts and Chip and Cogsworth and the Beast, and it was just so fun to watch, and you really feel like you're in... Bell's house um which is really cool this is where all that immersive entertainment comes back in because you enter her house and you're in Maurice's workshop and you go through this door it's like a portal almost and it brings you to the library in Beast Castle and you really feel like you're there it is just so so amazing to see okay then I need to go and redo this because I haven't done it since I was a little kid (laughs) and that used to be like I loved it as a kid I thought it was the best thing ever but that what you just described I'm like damn I gotta go do that because (laughs) what it was originally was I think it was just like a courtyard outside which don't get me wrong I loved it it was fine for me but (laughs) the new one sounds even more spectacular oh are you wait I think you're talking about something different no no I have pictures I remember specifically of like uh doing enchanted tales with Belle outside yeah I think yeah I think that is still like different because they took that into her house now so you go into Ah. her house I did it also when I was a kid she would be out in, I think they call it Fairytale Garden, where Merida does meet and greets now. Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah, and then she would read her story, and all the kids sit around, and it's like little story time with Belle. Um, and I think it was a favorite of guests at the park. So what they did was, ah. when they ex- ex- expanded Fantasyland, they said, well, we have this plan for... Uh, a restaurant inspired by Beauty and the Beast, why don't we put her house there and there could be like a storytelling thing for kids. It's, that's what I'm thinking that they did. I haven't done research on this, but I it definitely makes sense. think Yeah. It makes um, total sense. But it is so fun if you, I mean, just look it up on YouTube even because it's, you know, for anyone who is curious, the parks are reopening, at least Walt Disney World is reopening July 11th, but it's only specific parks. Um, it's uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom open the 11th, July yeah, July 11th. And then the two other parks, Epcot and Hollywood, will open the 15th, so about three days later. Yeah. And they so- are doing pass, uh, annual pass holder and other specific pass holder previews prior to the opening yes so like i said not a high chance that a lot of people are going to be there um you know because this whole pandemic is you know kind of crashed our plans but um Mm -hmm. since we can't go anywhere you know my that's why we're here we're bringing the disney magic to you so i recommend at least go on youtube watch enchanted tales with Belle. 
and it's just really sweet. Um, it's like a 15 minute uh, segment and it's really, really fun. Um, and next we have the seven dwarves mine train, which I'm not going to lie. was not a fan when I went on a uh, <laughs> little bit of anxiety on that ride. <laughs> Did you it, sit in the back? I did sit in the back. That's but... why. <laughs> no, no, no. The main, the main thing for me was I couldn't fit in the cart. Oh yeah, <laughs> my... you told me about this. Yeah, my knees were right up against the seat in front of me. Like I, and my knees were actually kind of pushed up a little bit. It was kind of like I was curling into a ball inside the oh, no. inside the ride vehicle. So. You know, and I'm I'm five two. <laughs> that gives you a an idea of how short I am, and I couldn't fit. So I it was yeah. kind of traumatizing to be in there swinging back and forth, going probably like forty miles an hour, yeah, and feeling like I was going to be thrown out of it. So <laughs> yeah, really made for. That ride is made for the dwarves. They oh yeah, only one they can fit. <laughs> you know they have they have mining to do. That is their train car. They can take it. <laughs> I I'm I've never been uncomfortable, but I do know what you're talking about. Like the seats are very small. I will say that for sure. And then if you want to go on the ride but don't want it to be too exhilarating or thrilling, go to the front because people will come off that ride and be like, that was nothing. But if you sit in the back, that's where you're going to swing around the most and you're going to be whipped around. But that goes for almost all roller coasters. I will, I'll agree. Like this isn't my favorite attraction. I do think it's very nice. I love the cave scene where you see or the mining scene where you see all the dwarves and the jewels and the woodland creatures. Um, it's fun to go on, but I wouldn't wait more than like 20 minutes, like 20, 30 minutes to go on it. It just isn't worth it at that point. Yeah, I don't think I would wait more than 10. <laughs> Personally, which <laughs> is not a, I don't, I'm not planning to ride it again. I wrote it once, did not like it. It was not a great experience for me. <laughs> Um, but I've heard mixed things from a lot of people. A lot of people don't like it and a lot of people do like it. So Mm -hmm. if it's your thing, go for it. Um, but that, and I also found it kind of odd that that's the only area smack dab in the middle of new fantasy land that is snow white themed. Everything else is beauty and the beast or the little mermaid. Yeah. It's also, it's also a little strange. I don't love the placement of it because the crowds, when they get really bad, like there's not a lot of space between that and uh, like Winnie the Pooh off to the side or under the sea with Ariel. That walkway isn't extremely wide, so you can get really cramped in there. That's one of the most stressful walking places, I think, in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, the... I mean, the theming is great and how it it ties in the whole theme of Snow White, but personally, I'd rather them bring back Snow White's Scary Adventures. I miss Snow White's Scary Adventures. <laughs> that was a classic. That was and good. I did get to ride it in Disneyland um, prior to refurbishment um, because I believe they're working on it now. Oh, really? Um, where they're changing the end of Snow White Scary Adventures in Disneyland. So instead of her um, still sleeping in the glass coffin with the prince there rescuing her, <laughs> they're actually at the castle. Oh, like, the that's good. Down, bathing to guests. So that's the change. Yeah. Um, but I've not been on it since they changed that. Um, but I, I personally think, you know, Snow White Scary Adventures was another favorite of Walt's because I mean Snow White was the first animated feature film Mm -hmm. so that first of all was a special thing to have an attraction based off that and then Walt Disney World just wiped it out and then they gave us the mine train and I was like "Eh." (laughs) 
bring back Snow White's Great Adventures. It's much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I miss it. Going to, I'm going to go to Disneyland just to ride it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I think we also talking about New Fantasyland. Um, I guess really the last one besides Dumbo um, in that area to cover is uh, Under the Sea, The Journey of the Little Mermaid. So good. One of my favorites, honestly. Yeah. Every time I go to the parks, I have to ride this ride. I love The Little Mermaid. There's also almost never a line, which is surprising. Like every time I go on it, it's like five minutes or I walk right on and that's fine with me because I love it. Yeah. When I went two years ago, it was busy because um, it was right before Christmas time. Uh, so yeah. The, the crowds weren't crazy, but it was crowded. Um, so I don't remember how long we waited, maybe like 40 minutes, but still that's not bad. Um, again, you know, I mean, that's another ride that gets stuck occasionally because it's on an Omnimover and sometimes they have to stop it. So that was going on also. But I think it's just like everyone's got to ride that ride. It's just so cute. It's classic. Um, It feels to me when I ride it, it feels like one of the rides that's been there forever, even though it hasn't. Yes. It's got, it's like an elevated dark ride. Like, you know, we know the classic dark rides with Peter Pan and Small World and Rip Snow White's <laughs> scary adventures. Uh, <laughs> but like this one, they just took it to a whole other level. I mean, even the theming on the outside is insane. Oh, and it is home to one of the weirdest and also the one of the most creative hidden Mickeys. Do you know about this one? I feel like I do, but I don't remember at the moment. Okay. <laughs> so if you are coming out the exit, I'm pretty sure it's like when you exit the ride and you're back outside, if you look over and you know how there's like a ton of rock and water features right in front of it? Yes, I think I know the one. Yeah, about yeah, you think so? Probably. There's a rock formation and if you look closely, it creates the original like steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. But it's very strange yes. looking. Yes, I know exactly the one you're you talking gotta about. You got to use your imagination <laughs> to uh, see it. Yeah. And another kind of fun history about this, I guess, is um, if any of you are as old as us <laughs> or older, <laughs> then you might remember the area in Fantasyland where Ariel used to have a meet and greet and there was a little like... I don't think it was a carousel, but it was a little, like, water park area. Yes, it was her grotto. Yes. And that is is now the area, I think, at least where the meet-and-greet section of the building is. Not necessarily the show building, but the meet-and-greet area is still, that's where it is. Oh, yeah, I see Um, what you're talking about. So, that was, like. I always love meeting Ariel in her grotto. And I still do. We're going to talk about that. But um, <laughs> that is, I believe, the same location. So Yeah, I will say when they redid everything for the new Fantasyland expansion, I did miss some of the old things like this grotto area for the kids, as well as the 100-acre woods. They had a little yeah. playground. Uh, my brother and I would play there for so long. <laughs> I guess, well, I guess we should maybe turn it over to attractions in Disneyland. Yeah, let's the do that. Here. Um, so, you know, like we said, Hallie has not been to Disneyland, um, but I can provide some experience. <laughs> <laughs> on what these attractions were like because I've been there a few times and so we talked about Snow White Scary Adventures Um, we also have the carousels the very classic carousels Um, Prince Charming's Regal Carousel is in Walt Disney World 
and King Arthur's Carousel is in Disneyland. Um, then we have the Storybook Land Canal Boats, which I thought was really fun and actually reminded me a lot of the uh, boat ride in, I think it's Tokyo Disneyland. Um, theirs is much nicer, you know, <laughs> because course. theirs is newer mm-hmm. and up to date. But this one was really, really fun. Um, you get to board a little boat that the cast member, um, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> Paddle? Steers, <Drive>. I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you start off by going through the whale's mouth from Pinocchio, and then you enter this like miniature garden is like what it is um and there's miniatures of all of the different castles or villages from the movies so you get to see prince eric's castle you see the palace of agrabah and then you see uh bell's village uh or cinderella's village and it's really really cute um kind of a relaxing thing to do um and i don't know it 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 makes you feel like such a big, tall person <laughs> looking down on this huge, but really, really very intricately small town. <laughs> but it's it's very cute, and I love it. I don't know if you've gotten the chance to see it, like, on YouTube or anything. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. But, yeah, I definitely get that feeling from Disneyland's Fantasyland, especially with all their dark rides, that they like to have more... I wouldn't say overall relaxed, but just like kind of a more chill ride experience. I do know some of those dark ride attractions can get a little scary. What with uh, Snow White Scary Adventures and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> I have a... Mr. Toad is fun, though, I gotta say. It um, is. I've seen that. I didn't have the chance to ride it when they had it at Walt Disney World. They removed mm-hmm. it years and years and years ago. Um, so when I was at Disneyland, that was my first time riding Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and it was so fun. Definitely scary. Um, don't yeah. see how kids have gone on that. Oh, yeah. I have a friend <laughs> no. who is I mean, very scared of that ride because yes. as a kid, yeah, maybe don't take your kids on this one. Yeah, it's very dark and kind of creepy and then there's you know a train hits you at the end yeah (laughs) very random but terrifying and another one of those like very small ride vehicles Mm -hmm. um I mean I was comfortable in this one I didn't feel like I was gonna fly out of it but very very small um so you basically feel like anything in the ride can literally touch you yeah (laughs) is at least what I (laughs) um and then we have casey jr's circus train which is kind of cute i did not do it because it's more for like toddlers it is um so any parents i saw riding it looked like they were gonna grow out of the roof of the train (laughs) (laughs) but it is cute you can see it you can see it go around fantasy land and it's it just kind of puts you back into the fairy tale fantasy land theme of everything. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like you're really there. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say? I can't remember, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of. Yeah, Holly and I are like in two different states. Yeah. So <laughs> we're very far from each other, and we cannot see each other at this time. So we don't. We only know when we're talking, when we hear each other talking. (laughs) Um, And they also have Dumbo in Disneyland. And the last attraction I had, they also have Peter Pan's Flight. um, But the last attraction that I put on my list of ones that are at Disneyland is Alice in Wonderland. And that's a fun one. Besides, you know, besides the teacups, there is an Alice in Wonderland dark ride. And... It is, you know, you jump in a little uh, caterpillar and you 
drive around <laughs> in Wonderland and meet the Cheshire Cat and, you know, go to a mad tea party. And it's a cute ride. It's very cute. And a fun fact is that Alice in Wonderland is, you know, occupies the same building as Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Wow. So when you maybe get stuck on Mr. Toad, (laughs) because that happens, and I've seen a video of this, where someone got stuck on Mr. Toad, and the lights turned on, and the music was kind of like, actually, I think they turned the music off completely, and you could hear the Cheshire cat in the room. (laughs) And the reason for that is because Alice in Wonderland is on the second floor of the same show building. That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting and yeah. fun to watch because the people on the on Mr. Toad were like, what they're is that the Cheshire <laughs> cat? Where's that coming from? Because you would never know it with all of the sound on. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but they've done a pretty good job of of hiding that from upstairs so good job on their part <laughs> yeah i think oh and also pinocchio yeah pinocchio. disneyland has pinocchio i i was also gonna add a strange attraction that's in Fantasyland is the matterhorn bobsled why didn't i pick up on that it's, i was it not doesn't like they should be there but it is technically a part of fantasy land which just seems so strange because there's not really i feel like there's storybook characters related to almost all of the attractions in fantasy land except for this one which is pretty much a completely original concept with the matterhorn and uh i think there's like an abominable snowman in there again haven't been there i know it's somewhat similar to everest uh, you're basically yeah. it's I feel I personally feel it's kind of very similar to Everest mm-hmm. so I think Everest you're on an expedition but this on Matterhorn you're kind of just hiking up a mountain and then there's a giant yeti <laughs> slash abominable snowman and now you have to run from yeah. it because it's chasing you <laughs> the, some fun facts about the bomb sled I think it's just one of the more interesting like attractions especially since it was an original concept that it was the first tubular steel roller coaster in the world and it has a secret basketball court at the top of it that was made for the cast members or in like the very early disney days and it is quite an amazing thing to see oh yeah uh which was a huge secret for a while too. It was a rumor. We, yeah, fans and cast members kind of like hinted that there was something, but nothing could officially be said. And then the Imagineering story came out on Disney Plus, and uh, Imagineer took us up there, and sure enough, basketball court, and it was very, very cool to Definitely. see. Definitely something I'd like to see in real life, but probably won't because. It has to be on one of those insanely expensive tours, I'm sure. If they're even offering okay. that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Matterhorn is there. I don't know why it didn't register <laughs> that it was Fantasyland, but it is. <laughs> it's strange. Uh, and yes, and Pinocchio, which is really fun. Um, that's another cute ride and that we don't have here in Walt Disney World. But um, let's kind of talk about uh, dining yeah. and some some you can go for food because I personally find that there's not much. I, in I agree. Now. In both of them, there is one restaurant I think I like. Um, okay, so I split it up by table service and quick service for Disney World. The table service dining experiences are be our guest, which I've never had the opportunity to do, and. Cinderella's Royal Table, which I did when I was a little kid, and you get to meet all the princesses, which is very fun. And then the quick service that is offered throughout it is Cheshire Cafe, even though it's in Fantasyland, but it is super close to Tomorrowland. 
The Friar's Nook, Gaston's Tavern, Pinocchio Village Hoss, Prince Eric's Village Market, and Storybook Treats. Out of all of these, I gotta say, I really like Pinocchio Village Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> I kind yeah. of agree. That's like the one place if you're in a rush to eat and you can't get to Adventureland True. <laughs> because it's quite a walk then you go to Pinocchio. <laughs> That's like the one place. I agree. They're like meatball sub sandwiches. Just you can find something in there that you like. And I like that it's not strictly American because most of the places in the Disney parks are just strictly American food. People go there and they're like, I just want to ride rides and I don't care about the food. And so now you got to look for the good food. Yeah. Well, I think my, I don't, I, I guess that would be considered my favorite quick service out of the whole place. Yeah. Like if I was talking about lunch, mm-hmm. but another quick service place that is good for like a snack, definitely not good for <laughs> you, but it was good, <laughs> was at the Friar's Nook. There is a creamy bacon mac and cheese tater tot. Okay. I gotta get that. So. <laughs> so good i sat on the little castle wall area where the stepsisters come out to meet and i watched their meet and greet and it was great entertainment (laughs) okay i'm putting that that on my list of things to eat (laughs) because that's that that center a lot of the places in fantasyland again i mentioned how the crowd levels in disney world's fantasyland gets a little crowded um and that's how i feel with a lot of the dining places in there I feel like they can get very crowded especially all the quick service ones and I've even had that experience with Pinocchio Village Hall so I'm like ah, I want to eat here but I can't right now too busy so I usually what you end up doing is just walking mm-hmm. because there's no place to sit which kind of sucks but yeah we also have this is, I have to mention, a favorite of many people. I personally didn't like yeah. it, but I'm putting it out there because it's on every, like, Disney food blog <laughs> page of things you must eat in Fantasyland. And that is if you go to Gaston's Tavern mm-hmm. and order brew. Uh, Say that again? I think you cut I out. Mean, oh, LaFood okay. Brew. Yeah. At, at Gaston's Tavern. Um I've just heard it's great. I tried it. I was not a fan. Um, I think because there's a little bit of carbonation in it, and I'm not big on, like, soda or anything, but um, it's got this creamy foam top that's, I think, like a marshmallow uh, thing. And some kind of – correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like an apple cider. No, you're right. I I – I think I tried it when it like first came out because I remember specifically people were like, oh, this is Disney's version of Butterbeer. And I've had Butterbeer. That's at uh, the Universal Parks with, within the Harry Potter land. And Butterbeer is fantastic. It's really good. <laughs> so naturally, I was like, this will be good. Mm, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's like butterbeer. It looks similar, but not a similar taste. But I have heard that people do really like it. Yeah. And I also have to say, I recommend Cinderella's Royal Table. Uh, I love character Mm -hmm. dining. I love just meeting characters in general. Uh, So that one's really fun to do. And their food is pretty good. I haven't done it recently but it's very similar to um ariel's grotto that they had at california adventure park um same kind of thing but different themes obviously um and i did luckily get the chance to eat at beer guest twice Uh, so i did lunch the first time and then the next time I went back I did dinner the lunch 
I wasn't a huge fan, but I think it's because of what I ordered. I ordered the quiche. <laughs> it was not good. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I figured I'd try it, mm-hmm. and it was just—it was too much cheese oh, for me. So, gotcha. If you don't—if you don't like too much, like it was just all cheese. Um, then I mean, go for it. <laughs> but um, when I was there for dinner, I had some kind of uh, it was some kind of pasta almost like a I don't remember exactly what it is but I looked at the menu and they don't offer it anymore for dinner Um, they have a completely new menu but if you are there there are two things that they still have that I loved and that is the French onion soup and of course for dessert you have to get the gray stuff I know the gray stuff is good I haven't have the chance to try it but I know that everyone loves it yes it is so 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 good um there are a few many many recipes online if you guys look on Pinterest um or Disney food blog has a recipe out and you can make it at home so if you guys are bored at home looking for something to do make the gray stuff it's delicious (laughs) (laughs) and the thing I love about Be Our Guest is the different rooms that you can Mm -hmm. dine in that is just so unique uh when I went for lunch I got to eat in the west wing uh a very entertaining experience (laughs) um the you know the picture of the the prince changes to a beast and there's claw marks on it and then the enchanted rose is there and things happen every couple of minutes I don't want to spoil anything if you're planning on going but that is to say a magical room <laughs> <laughs> and when i went for dinner i was lucky to eat in the ballroom oh, yeah. which was i want to do that and i don't think any dining experience at walt disney world could top eating in that room it was just I felt like I was there. It was great. And the beast is there. Uh, so actually for dinner, you get to meet the beast before you sit down. And then when you start eating, if you're in the ballroom, if you're in the other two rooms, the 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 Rose Room or the West Wing, you can't really see this. But if you're in the ballroom, you definitely can. The beast comes out. Um after a little while um and then he is there and then they take pictures of him and then he kind of just walks around um he might dance with a little (laughs) girl uh who's dressed as Belle, and then he walks back and it's just it it makes you feel like you're really there and it is just so fun so definitely if you get a reservation do it Although it's very hard to get a reservation. <laughs> I, I have heard how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. And with Fantasyland and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, dining There's is... really only four places. And none of them are sit down. Yes. You just have two quick yeah. services. Which are Red Rose Tavern and Troubadour Tavern. Two taverns. <laughs> One with an E, one without an E, and then a cart <laughs> or a kiosk, Edelweiss, Edelweiss, I don't know, snack, Edelweiss. I think it's Edelweiss. Okay, and Maurice's Treats. So not many options, and also I haven't been there, so Lauren, I'll let you take the lead on if you've happened <laughs> to eat at any of these. I did eat at Troubadour Tavern. Um, very similar to Pinocchio's um, village restaurant in Walt Disney World. Not great food, but you know, if you're in a time crunch and you're in Fantasyland and can't get to another area of the park, um, that is an option. Um, and I haven't eaten at any of the other places, but I did hear about very specific things at Maurice's Treats. And I heard that you have to get the cheddar garlic bagel Ooh. twist because it's apparently out of this world amazing. 
I have not tried it. Um, every time I'm there, I and I cross through Fantasyland, I've either already had lunch or I'm about to eat lunch. So I don't want to eat like yeah. a bigger snack. Um, so I haven't been able to try it, but I did hear it's one of the favorites at Fantasyland. That's something I'll definitely have to try. Yeah, I half of me just wants to go to Disneyland to see all the original attractions, and the other half is like, Disneyland has all the better food. <laughs> and I want to experience <laughs> that. Yeah. Just don't go to Fantasyland. <laughs> <laughs> go to the other areas mm-hmm. of the park. Fantasy, you know, it's very small. And Disneyland mm-hmm. is a small park. Sure. So it's... That's why there's certain key places to go. And it's usually not in Fantasyland. That's usually just the area <laughs> for rides. Yeah. You leave. <laughs> um, but let's get into entertainment. Because that is actually really... Most of it are just oh, yeah. greets. But, again, it gets very immersive. So, um, if you... And a lot of these apply to Disneyland, although some are a little bit different, and we'll talk about that. Um, So, in Walt Disney World, mostly meet and greets. Um, You can meet Alice and the Mad Hatter in front of the teacups. You can meet Ariel at her grotto. You can meet Gaston (laughs) at his tavern. And if you go back to Fairy Tale Garden, where Belle used to do her story time, Merida now does a meet and greet. And she's got a little bow and arrow set up, and it's very cute. I love it. And you can meet the Fab Five at Pete's Silly Slideshow in the Dumbo section of Fantasyland in the back. And you can meet Peter Pan. Occasionally, Wendy comes out, but not always. If you're lucky, she'll be there. But Peter Pan meets right outside of his ride. And then you can also meet Winnie the Pooh and Tigger right next door to the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And when you go back towards Prince Charming's carousel in the center of Fantasyland, we have the Princess Fairy Tale Hall. And that is where you can... And sometimes they change this order up, but currently it's Cinderella and Elena. And then in the next room, Rapunzel and Tiana. So there are two separate lines. One line is for Cinderella and Elena. The other is for Rapunzel and Tiana. Sometimes they switch this up and they have Aurora in there. I've even seen Um, Elsa. I think Elsa and Anna have been in there, especially during like Christmas time. Yeah, and they used to be in there before they had the Royal Summer House mm-hmm. in Epcot. Um, so they would meet at Princess Fairy Tale Hall. Um, and there was a Disney Vacation Club event a few months ago, actually right before the parks closed. And Meg and Hercules uh, were in there. Belle and the Beast were what in I there. What I would have given. Uh, they were, yeah, they were releasing so many characters. And I gotta say, Fantasyland is the place to go if the main point of you going to the parks is to meet characters. You will have so many opportunities to meet characters. And even if there's not like a specific meet and greet, there's a lot of roaming characters. Almost every time I walk through Fantasyland, Peter Pan is running around like, talking to kids just having a good time the stepsisters as you mentioned earlier they like to come out as well I think yeah sometimes yeah too she'll be there sometimes and they actually meet in two different places they can meet by the castle walls that are that separate fantasy land from new fantasy land or they'll meet right on the side of Cinderella's castle, sometimes where the mm-hmm. fairy godmother comes out also by the water fountain. So. And also, uh, Eeyore occasionally comes oh, yeah. out. Um, <laughs> sometimes Tigger's not there, but Eeyore comes in. And who else? I, I know, There's a few... Um, I don't know that they have specific names, but just royalty, like the Fantasyland royalty oh, comes out. Yeah. And they kind of There's wander a, there. 
There's a show, there's an entertainment show that I couldn't find listed anywhere, but I know that happens, and it's pretty new. Yeah, the they sword? have a kid pull the sword out of the stone, and they have, like, a whole show go on. It's very short. I would say, like, 10 to 15 minutes at the max. Yeah, where they have two people from the royal court come out. They put on a little show talking about, like, they need someone brave and courageous and kind to help lead. And they, of course, they try and call out people who look like very strong adults to pull out the sword and they can't do it. And then they'll have like a teeny tiny little kid come up and they'll pull it out with no problem at all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a fun one to watch and a huge crowd gathers. For oh, that yeah. One. And it's right in front of the royal carousel. Prince Charming's regal carousel, my bad. Yes. And that's kind of it for entertainment in Walt Disney World. But when talking about entertainment for Disneyland and Fantasyland, um, we have the Fantasy Fair meet and greet, which is very similar to uh, Princess Fairytale Hall. There you get to meet three princesses it changes every day um and sometimes changes every hour so they'll have ariel snow white and cinderella or they'll have aurora pocahontas and ariel it kind of changes out um in front of the fairy tale hall kind of off to the side sometimes aladdin and jasmine come out elena of avalor comes out rapunzel and flynn come out um so different every time um you never really know who you're going to see sometimes gaston will come over there um and across from that area of fantasy fair we have the storytelling theater or the royal theater where they do storytelling and that's one of my favorite attractions to see there because it's like seeing like an old puppet (laughs) show kind of um, except the characters actually come out and, and interact. So um, they usually either do Beauty and the Beast or Tangled. Uh, so Belle will be there playing her part for Beauty and the Beast. And Rapunzel will be there playing her part in Tangled. Also Flynn <laughs> comes out. Uh, so that's cool. Flynn Rider is there also. And the royal maidens of this of the royal theater come out to help tell the story and it's really fun and entertaining and there's humor and uh it's it's fun go do it it's very fun um and after the show the characters actually come out so that you can do a meet and greet after the show which is really fun just like broadway Uh, and something (laughs) might not know yeah (laughs) so it's gonna look like mostly everyone leaves after the show except for maybe like 10 or 15 people and don't leave when everyone leaves because they always come out afterwards so it's very very fun to do and another meet and greet if you head back over to the Matterhorn area of Fantasyland which is on the other side of the castle you can go through Pixie Hollow and meet Tinkerbell and her friends and they shrink Uh you down to fairy size it's very fun um and Tinkerbell is always there and there's always another fairy so either Fawn or Rosetta or um, Iridessa or Silvermist it changes you never really know who's going to be there Um, so that's a fun surprise and when you meet Tinkerbell you get to meet her at her house which is really cute Um, and the last entertainment element to Fantasyland in Disneyland is one of my favorite shows to see and that is Mickey and the Magical Map I love this show Um, like I said reasons just another reason why I love Disneyland because this show is just amazing I think I cry every single time I watch it Um, and it's basically about Mickey uh, discovering this um, map. He has this map and he has to, he basically notices a dot on the map and he 
wants to paint it to get rid Mm -hmm. of it basically but the dot ends up taking him on this journey throughout different lands and you have characters come out there's a you know you have stitch and sebastian tiana's there at the end um there's a jungle book section of of the show and one of my favorite parts of the show is when pocahontas mulan and rapunzel and flynn come out and they sing this medley of all of their songs wow. together and they fit so perfect and i gotta see this <laughs> you could hear, you could hear a pin drop when that section plays because it is it's just I mean, I, I can't even, if, I can't describe it. It's I'm going to have to go watch this now. <laughs> yeah, please. I stumbled across a video of it last night, and it was only a video of the three of, like, mm-hmm. or the four of them that came out during that princess um, scene. And I had literal, literal tears <laughs> streaming down my face. And I just love it so much. It's such a fun show. Um and that is across from It's a Small World in Disneyland, which, right, It's a Small World in Disneyland. It's so much better <laughs> than Walt Disney World. Um, but it's right across from It's a Small World, and it's kind of in the back right before you head into Toontown, um, because they do still have Toontown in Disneyland. I want Toontown so. back. Oh, my God. I miss it. I know. <laughs> I'm Listen, so <laughs> like New Fantasyland is great. I love Under the Sea with the Little Mermaid, and I like the new placement for Dumbo. But I want to in town back. I want to go through Mickey and Minnie's houses again. <laughs> I know it's so fun, um, and I've only done it once, so I I can't say that I totally remember everything, but. Um... It was fun, though. It was, like, one of my and favorite now... things as a kid. Yes. And from my understanding, because I haven't been there since all of this stuff opened, is that next to the entrance to Toontown, which is right near Mickey and the Magical Map, is also the entrance for Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. I, I think. believe you're right. Yeah. I think, there's, I think there's an entrance there, and there's also an entrance on the other side near Big Thunder. So, um, I think they use one as an entrance and one as an exit for traffic flow, but that is my understanding, just to give you a visual (laughs) (laughs) of where Mickey and the Magical Map is. Yeah, I will say, I think Disneyland has a lot more shows, like live shows, than Disney World, and they seem to put a lot more effort into them. So I'd like them to bring yeah. some of that over. And I know it was, I think D23, maybe one or two years ago, had that big announcement where they were like, they're going to put like a Broadway level theater, like behind Main Street. But I'm pretty sure that got vetoed pretty quickly just because it didn't make much sense. But I kind of want that. I don't remember hearing I, about that. I would, I'll find the concept art and I will share it with you. Okay. There's a Broadway-style theater near um, the Hollywoodland area in California Adventure across the street. Um, and that's where they used to have Aladdin. It's the Hyperion mm-hmm. Theater. So they used to have Aladdin there. And I saw that. And that was amazing. And then they moved Frozen in there. Which now, really, when the parks open, if you go to DCA, going to the Hyperion Theater to see Frozen is, sadly, as close as you're going to get to seeing Frozen on Broadway, which is sad because Frozen on Broadway closed because of the pandemic. But still a chance you could see a very, very (laughs) similar version, but much shorter version at the Hyperion Theater. So I think... That's really all we're going to... Do you have anything else to say for Fantasy Not Land? really. Anything? I think we covered it all. Cool. Well, we, like always, want to hear from you guys. And maybe what's your favorite thing to do in Fantasyland? Do you go straight to the rides? Do you want to go meet the characters? Or you 
just there for some snacks. <laughs> so let us know on Twitter at the Enchanted Pod, and we'll be back soon. And we hope everyone's doing well. Please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. And have a magical day. <laughs>